Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that are new to the podcast channel, I'm a Reiki master teacher and trained in shamanism and other forms of energy healing, and I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. The work is primarily focused on core wound healing, life purpose alignment, abundance alignment, sacred union sessions, and one-to-one coaching and healing calls. The website, again, is sacredspacehealing.org. So thanks to everyone that listens in. Thank you for your messages of support, and thank you for your donations. If you would like to donate to the podcast channel, then please head over to the website, which is sacredspacehealing.org. And there's a drop-down menu, and uh, that's on the home page. And you can donate as much or as little as you feel called to at this time. And all the money goes back into creating more free content. And is all very gratefully received. So today's podcast is very briefly shining a light on, uh, particularly, specifically, really, for women. What is it that makes us feel sexy? And where have we got these ideas from, you know? So I'm often inspired by things that people say or something that I see on social media or something that I read. And today I saw um, a post on social media um, of, uh, I guess you could call it like a company. Um, I'm not going to name them or anything, but they do uh, classes, dance classes um, in being sexy. It's a bit, I wouldn't say it's burlesque because burlesque is an art form. So it's not like that, it's more, they basically are, they say that they're teaching women to dance in high heels and be sexy. And, um, I, yeah, I, I was interested to see uh, what this was all about, really, um, as I know some people who go to these classes. So I had a look at something that they posted, and in fact, whenever I've seen anything that they've posted... I sort of feel like it's the least sexy thing ever. And it's bizarre because I can see that every move that the woman is making is meant to be sexual, right? It's meant to be provocative. It's meant to be fluid. It's meant to be um, daring and all of that stuff. But all I see is a lap dancer. And that's not to denigrate lap dancers or sex workers. But um, what I see is a kind of very crass, um, in your face, this is my body part, I'm going to grind it up and down a wall or on the floor to show you what I can do. Um, and, and I'm thinking, where do those, like, where does that, um, format come from? And it, it comes from, um, you know, your lap dancing clubs, your striptease, your, um, your kind of organised places where women have often had to go because they had no other way of earning a living in the world or were forced to go through enslavement of some kind and then were told, do this move, it turns me on, by a man. Now, when you look at dance forms like belly dance, for example, it's very different and, and you know, many, many women say, that they find it very empowering because it's 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 a movement of the body that feels really good within the body, but it's what it tends to show is like the woman's kind of strength, and it isn't about um, you know whether she's skinny or she has a six pack. In fact, the more folds of flesh she has, the better. 
Um, but even those dances, like even if you look at like Bollywood films going way back, like going back to the 60s and the 50s, and I pick Bollywood because you wouldn't expect that to happen, for example, in that culture. But even in those films, what you see is it's all about the woman trying to entice the man, right? And so one of the issues that I have with these dance moves is that how empowering are they really? And are they still fixated on, you know, if I stick my crotch in your face, I'm going to entice you? So I'm looking at this post and you've got these women and they've got their backs up against the wall and they're sliding down and they're wearing heels and then um, they're stretching their legs and then they're crawling on the floor like an animal and I wonder how empowering that really feels I mean really feels when you really take away the music and the the heels and the fact that a man is watching you salivating over you take all of that away and how empowering does that really feel see I think sexuality and our sexual power is very multi-layered and with all the music videos and all of the kind of media influence for a very very long time we've been taught that a female's sexual power is about how much she can tease you know how much can she be a tease to a man and how much can she reveal and we've had films where you know we've had crotch shots and um I mean, all kinds of scenarios have played out in movies for decades. And then all you have to do is turn on a music channel and every single music video is a woman, you know, wearing next to nothing, gyrating up and down, saying that this is her power. And yet every time I watch those things, I don't feel that that it feels very empowered. It feels like that dance, that choreography has been created under a male gaze. Um, and now we're seeing the translation of that, which I think is quite sad, into a lot of kids' routines and kids' dancing. So, you know, every now and then you'll see something, a post or something, of a, of a little girl and she's dancing to some music and the moves that she's doing. You think, you didn't get those moves as a child. You got those moves by watching a music video or watching your mum. Um, and uh, similarly... You know, sometimes I, I spot there's some great dancers out there who post a lot of really great stuff that kind of gets you excited. Um, and there's there's a, there's a few uh, male gay dancers who are dancing like, again, lap dancers in a club. And it's so kind of, it's so strange that our um, definition of sexy has become the same moves, you know, the same kind of energy, legs spread, high heels, sticking your bum in the air. I mean, there's one dance that this particular, um, he's a gay man, um, and he, he does a series of sequences, and they're all brilliant. But every now and then he kind of gets locked into a series of moves. And it's literally him just jiggling his bum up and down repeatedly. And you just think, gosh, that's not even choreography. And is that meant to be sexy? Because it ain't sexy. It's just kind of grotesque. So um, I want to ask the question, you know, what defines sexy for you? And where are you getting, as a woman, and this is predominantly for women, where are you getting your ideas from? Um, because we're shown stuff that is very limiting in terms of a woman's sexual power. There's another uh, page that I follow. I absolutely love it. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. 
I think Sarah is part of the the name, and um, she's a Muslim woman. She has her head covered, and um, it's her and her husband and her little boy. And they put on this really cool music, lots of drumming and beats and stuff, and they do these little dance routines together. And yeah, she moves her hips, and she looks really good, and she looks sexy and strong, but there's nothing filthy about it. You know, she's not suddenly straddling her husband or spilling her legs out to show you that she's sexy and she's strong and empowered. I kind of feel that we've been conditioned to believe that as a woman, unless you wear heels, I have talked about this in other podcasts, unless you wear heels, unless you wear red lipstick, unless you have manicured nails, unless you have perfect skin, unless you're a certain size, um, unless you walk a certain way, sit a certain way, talk a certain way, you're not sexy, you're not feminine, you're not erotic, you're not attractive to the male sex. And over the years, as a human being, as a woman, as a teacher, as a healer, what I've come to realise, and lots of women, I think, know this deep down, is that someone is attracted to you for who you are, for your energy, your authenticity. Now, if your authenticity is to wear bondage gear and to spread your legs uh, in dance moves um, or whatever, then fine, that's your authenticity, right? If your authenticity is to wear dungarees and baggy tops and have piercings, that's your authenticity, like whatever is your authenticity is your truth and a person who is attracted to your truth is attracted to more than just you spreading your legs or wearing red lipstick. But I think men and women have been conditioned to believe that a certain mask, a certain costume makes a woman more appealing, fishnet stockings or um, a garter belt or a short skirt or um, a low-cut top. I think we've been conditioned to buy into that. Um, and I remember growing up, and actually, it, it wasn't that it was conditioned in me. I genuinely believed this, that a woman was more attractive when everything wasn't on display. So when it was slightly hidden, you know, and I, I was always really drawn to um, quite sheer materials or laces or things like that, because I thought... There's something really, you know, as you're growing up and you're a teenager and you're exploring your body and your sexuality and in terms of what feels good in the world, I didn't want to put everything on display. I mean, I, you know, I wore mini skirts for a while and I tried all of that and it didn't really make me feel empowered. I was just kind of doing it as an expression. But I found that I felt more empowered when it wasn't all on display, that there was something that was hidden and that the beauty of that was that you choose when you reveal your body, you choose when you reveal your sexual power to someone. You don't just put it all out on display and think that somehow that gives you power because observing it as a woman, when I observe other women do that, I kind of feel like they're less empowered, like they've lost all their dignity. And I'm sure there's loads of people, there'll be hundreds will disagree with me and say, no, it feels really powerful to put on a pair of heels and um spread my legs and, you know, bump and grind on the floor. And if it does, then that's great. But I question whether that is is really our authentic truth or whether we've been shown that in so many music videos and so many films that we think, oh, that's what I should be like, you know? And that actually, if we went deep within and we sat with our, our, our authenticity, we might realise that our definition of sexiness and empowerment was very different to what we're being told it should be. I have said before in a podcast that, you know, for some women walking barefoot and wearing a long skirt 
um, and, you know, loose-fitting clothes makes them feel sexy. It makes them feel like a goddess. And we're not shown those images very often, you know. We're, it's, it's, it's often the stuff that's very in your face that we're shown. And then when it comes to those kind of images, they tend to get releva- relegated to the sort of hippie, you know, oh, well, they're obviously a hippie or they're obviously into meditation or, um, you know, the ethnic tie-dye kind of thing. And it kind of gets dismissed. And when I look at what we have in our culture, in our mainstream, there's so little to choose from of what it means to be a woman, what it means to embody feminine sexuality. And interestingly, you know, if you look at what is rammed down our throats in terms of feminine power, like what's sexy, it's almost like drag. You know, if you used to go and see a drag act and it's the big hair and the big eyelashes and, um, you know, the flamboyant clothes and it's very um, tongue-in-cheek, it's very sort of risque, um, nothing's really hidden, right? And it's almost like the drag act has been, has sort of become our definition of what it is to be a sexy woman, that we need to have the long eyelashes and the big hair and the big nails and the, you know, the the butt implants and the and the plastic lips. Because if we look like a doll or if we look like a drag artist, then somehow we are attractive. And that the sort of simplicity of a woman in her truth, wearing makeup, not wearing makeup, wearing loose clothes, wearing tight clothes, you know, doing what feels right for her is not really celebrated. And I, I wonder why that's happened and why we're allowing that to happen as women. Like, Why are we allowing ourselves to be told what is attractive and sexy for us? Why are we not defining it far more forcefully? Um, you know, I think these classes that are telling women this is how you can dance in heels and showing them moves and stuff, if it makes you feel good and it gets you out of your shell, amazing. But what I'm seeing when I look at things like that is a sex act. You know, I'm basically seeing women just letting it all hang out. And um, I wonder how sexy that really is and, and where that line is. So um, I'm sure there's, this will trigger lots of people and that's fine because being triggered is good because it means we think about things and we question ourselves. And I'm, I don't say it from a kind of puritanical stance, like we've all gone clubbing and dancing and you know we've all explored different facets of who we are and how we like to move and be and then at some point we settle into something else and I realized that you know a lot of the stuff that when you're younger you think is empowering actually isn't it's um it's disempowering it puts you at risk it lowers your worth and that you know sex has become our easy go-to it's our shortcut for everything I want to feel powerful, well, that's equal sexy. You know, I want to look confident, that equals sexy. And it, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, again, I've done podcasts on sacred union, but sexual energy is sacred. And we've so squandered it that um, we're losing our power. We're literally giving our power away all the time. So I just put that question out there. You know, what makes you feel sexy as a woman? Um, and where have you got those ideas from? And are they yours? Are they authentically yours? Or have they been passed down to you? Have you um, soaked them in? Is it conditioning? Is it programming? Does it work for you? 
And if it doesn't, what can you do to start to shake that up a little bit, shift it, realign it with your truth? The website is sacredspacehealing.org. If you're interested in the sacred union work, then there's info on the website on that also. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace and abundance. Till the next time.